Hello, and welcome to the Uncluttered Podcast, a podcast that con discusses the connection between faith and organizing. We're not focused so much on how to be organized, but why it's important from a biblical standpoint to leave the chaos and the clutter in our lives behind. My name's Angie Heitch. I'm an author and certified professional organizer living in East Tennessee. And I'm Leanna George, an author and former professional organizer living in Houston. Are you ready to unclutter your heart and your home so you can make room for what matters most? If so, let's dive in. Well, happy Valentine's Day, Angie. Yes, happy Valentine's Day to you. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I love it when our episodes line up with a major holiday, especially this one. Yes, um, and it's a good one for us. You know, we've both been married over 30 years. We have awesome husbands. And so why not talk about love on Valentine's Day? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you and I have worked with enough couples to understand that not all relationships are the happily mm -hmm. ever after most people imagined it would be yes. uh, when they first started out. I mean, I know I did not. Um, and, and I think especially when it comes to talking about relationships and organization, it's a big deal for a lot of couples, um, you know, or lack of organization, <laughs> I should say, is a big yes. deal for a lot of couples. So I know what it's like firsthand to live, be in a loving relationship with someone who's not so organized and the difficulties it can cause. Yes, absolutely. Me too. Um, you know, when I, I do a lot of presentations and I always leave some time for questions and answers and uh, probably the number one question that I get at a presentation or just when I'm out and about and people say, hey, I recognize you from uh, your podcast or your articles. I'll say, uh, so how can I get my husband or my wife, how can I get them to declutter or how can I make my roommate get organized or whatever and can cause so many uh, disagreements between mm -hmm. couples. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, when Eric and I first uh, got married, it, it was really clear pretty quickly that we had different definitions of organized and clean. Um, now, Eric never was a slob and he, it, it was not just complete disarray, but, you know, a, not, I'm sure you're not surprised as a professional organizer of pretty darn high standards. Yeah. Um, you know, so we had to really talk through that and there hadn't been a reason to have a conversation about that until, you know, we were yeah. married and then you're sharing the space and yeah, just lots of, uh, lots of, uh, challenges for sure. Oh, for sure. Exactly. And so that's why for today's episode, we thought we'd share some biblical principles and some organizing insights to help our listeners live with and love on their not so organized spouse or partner or significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, roommate, coworker. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. You get the idea, right? Right. Yeah. So this is not just for husband and wife. This is really for anybody that you share a space with. Uh, and they, and you know, whenever you're sharing a space, if you're not on the same page when it comes to clutter and organization, uh, then that uh, is it really causes some difficulties. Uh, mm -hmm. so, and it's not easy, but there is hope and we're, uh, we're going to be sharing some principles that I think you'll find very helpful during this episode. Yep, exactly. And like Angie said, there's hope and you know, listening to us for the third season now that we believe that hope can be found in God's word. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start there today. Um, now we know that the Bible has a lot to say about relationships, but we also know that not 
all relationships are marital. So that's why we don't want to focus on marital relationships, because like we just said, we're looking at a wide spectrum of type of relationships. Yes. Um, so if you aren't, you know, married or, you know, anything, just know that this episode is going to focus um, on how to help everyone. And it's also good, but it is going to focus on love. Today is Valentine's Day. So we're bringing that tie in mm -hmm. with love. Um, and so while there are tons of verses we could pick about love in the Bible, right? Because God is love. Um, I think the best one to help us today would be 1 Corinthians 4 through 8, which says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It isn't easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Mm, I love that passage. Um, what I love is that it paints such a, such a great picture of what love looks like as far as day-to-day -day life. It's very detailed, very specific. And um, it ends on such a positive note, always, yeah. always okay. trusts, hopes, and perseveres, protects, and it never fails. It's yes, just beautiful right. passage. Yeah. And while we don't believe in a formula for getting organized, right there, God is saying, if you can do this in a loving way, you will find success, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You won't fail. It may not be the best thing ever, right? Not exactly how you imagined it, but it's going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's why we're using it um, because I know it can be so hard to be loving when your significant other puts the chips back in the wrong place in the pantry, when there's a clearly labeled basket for it, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> um, or when we want to snap <laughs> at them for leaving their dirty clothes lying on the floor again, yeah, right? But this verse from Corinthians beautifully reminds us that how we should act or react when things like this happen. Yeah. And, and love really does need to pave the way. Um, you know, we get into a relationship, either, either a loving relationship with someone that we share a space with, or we're in a co-working situation or roommate, but we think, you know, we're sharing this space, not because we, uh, you know, want to be perfectly organized, but because we have fun together or we're well matched or, you know, we share the same office or, and, and, and organization and, and clutter don't really necessarily play a part in that decision. But, um, but here we are, we're sharing a space. And sometimes we think, in fact, I, I, I would say this is probably true for most of us. We get into a relationship and if we're not on the same page about some quality thing, oh, well, obviously they'll change. I mean, I will have the power to change them. I mean, they'll see that I am such an amazing organizing whiz that mm -hmm. everything will change. It's just a matter of time. You know, I'll just have to teach and, and they'll see the example and it'll be great. And, and you know, no effort required. They'll just change. Uh, but, you know, and then obviously <laughs> it worked that way. Yep. And so then when it doesn't, and then we have conflict and maybe our responses are pretty ugly and they cause hurt, then that is not a loving relationship. So we want to try to avoid all that as much as possible. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm just going to sit here and raise my hand 
because that's exactly how things worked in our house. I mean, I we were polar opposites and we have different ways of keeping things in order. And I really thought, you know, even despite all the struggles and the fighting, I thought oh, he's going to change. He, he's going to come around to my way of doing things. That's there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Right. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I had to learn how to balance my orderly ways with Clint's not so organized ways. And it was hard. It wasn't easy. But hope and love, L, capital L, capital O, capital V, capital E made all the difference. So today we're going to use that acronym of love to help our listeners find that same balance, we hope in a way that is honoring and caring to that someone special in our lives. So um, I'm going to start us off with the first L, which stands for learn your spouse's organizing style. We've said it before Mm -hmm. many times, organizing isn't one size fits all. Just because Angie and I may organize a similar way, you know, doesn't mean that the next five people we interact with are going to have this exact same organizing style just doesn't work that way. And, um, you know, we talked about in uh, episode two of season one, we, you know, talked about the importance of learning your organizing style to find that success. Right. And for you, when you're working on your organizing style, that's super important, but it's as equally as important to know what that person you're sharing life or space with is how, how, what is their organizing style? And as much as I wanted Clinton to be organized like me, he, he wasn't. And once I recognized his style, which, okay, I'm going to be honest, it took several years, several, mm-hmm. even married 32 years, probably took me about 15 to 20 to go, ah, ling, ding, ding. He does it this way, you mm-hmm. know, no lidded containers. It has to be simple in function. It has to be easily in view. You know, that made it easier for me to create order for both of us. You know, by yeah. honoring who he was and how God created him, I was to find I was able to find a balance that both of us could work with. And a relationship, whatever kind of relationship you're talking about while you're listening to this, is made up of two individuals, unique individuals. So mm-hmm. I stopped trying to make him just like me and appreciate who he is. And that's important for all of us. Yeah, that is so good. Yeah. When uh it, so Eric and I definitely have different styles of going about things. I, when it comes to organizing, decluttering, you know, habits uh, uh, to keep order at home. I'm definitely a do a little bit every day or every few days kind of person. And Eric is like, let it go for a while. And then when you have time, you deal with it, you know, wait till the weekend or whatever. Um, So yeah, learning each other's styles is huge. All right. So let's get back to our love acronym. You started us off with learn uh, your, your, partner, spouse, significant other, whatever, learn their organizing style. And so the O in love st- stands for offer a compromise. Mm. So in yeah. a perfect world, we would all be all always organized all the time. And of course, that is not true. We're not in a perfect world. And the person we're sharing a space with may not be as organized as we'd like them to be. And we could just try to come down hard and say, well, you should be organized. You should do it my way. But again, we are trying to use love as the overriding principle here. And it says love is not self-seeking. So that's where compromise comes in. 
So instead of demanding that every inch of the house be in perfect order all the time, which is unreasonable, here are some things that you might want to suggest as compromises. Uh, you could offer one or two messy zones that the other person you're sharing the space with is free to keep as he or she pleases. Uh, you could decide together areas of the house that should be as clutter-free as possible, and everyone just you know does their best to make an effort to keep those areas orderly. Um, you could decide on terms for how you're going to declutter, how you're going to get rid of unwanted stuff. Are you going to do like we do, which is we have uh, a container. As soon as you see something that you don't love and use, you drop it in there, and then when it fills up, you take it to donate. Or do you say, okay, twice a year we're going to declutter. Uh, we're going to get rid of 50 things. I mean, there's lots of different ways to do it. But again, it's just having those conversations um, and coming to some compromises. Uh, so one Wasn't of the compromises, I, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was going to say, yeah, for uh, like that second one you mentioned, Clinton and I, it's been easier when I've given him spaces in the house that yeah. has really helped us, us mm -hmm. vastly. And he has his nightstand can do whatever he wants with it. You can have however he messy he wants. I'm not, I promised him I will not touch it and I yeah. will not ask him to clean it. And the other is his workbench in the garage. Mm -hmm. I don't, don't even touch it. And he, you know, he can make keep that as disorganized as he wants. And that has really helped a lot. Yes, definitely. So Eric and I do the same thing. When we, uh, in the home before this one, he had his own office. It was upstairs. It was not in a common area that the, when people would come in, they would see. So that was a perfect space for him to just, you know, just let it get however you want it to be. I, I still, even though we had decided that, I would still every once in a while come up and just look around and be like, oh my gosh, you know, if you need help with it, nope, nope. <laughs> this is my area. I don't need help, but thank you so much for your offer. Um, yeah. it, it's now a little harder for him because his office is also in the living room, which is, mm -hmm. you know, one of the, yeah. the spaces people come to. But we still come to compromises uh, as far as cleaning the loft. I would love to do. I was growing up. It was like every Saturday. That's what you do. You clean, oh, yeah. you clean top to bottom. And then, mm -hmm. you know. And Eric was like, I don't really think it needs to be done that way, that often. So we've kind of come to a compromise how often we're going to do, how we're going to split it up. But and, and every time you change spaces, you got to yes. go through that again. So yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. It is. It's 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 just so important, um, you know, to be um, willing to make amends for different things, right? And I didn't do that very well especially in the early years of marriage, as I said earlier. And, and I, partly because I didn't get the memo about not being self-seeking, even though, <laughs> even though, because we know this verse is like a definite must have at your wedding. And we yes. had that at our wedding. I was just so excited about getting married. I didn't yeah. listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but, and thankfully I grew out of it, you know, for the most part. And, and things have improved, but I still find myself wanting Clint to organize things my way. And you think after 32 <laughs> years, I've learned by now that we're all, we're all works in progress. Just oh my goodness. All works in progress, right? Absolutely. Yes. And we have to give ourselves just as we want to give our spouses 
give them grace when they don't measure up to our standards. We got to give ourselves grace too. We're, we're yeah. not perfect. And, you know, even though we're professional organizers, we still have some areas we got to work on and we've shared about that. Right. So, all right. So let's get to the next uh, letter in our love acronym V, which is verbalize your feelings, but don't nag. Oh. 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 So, Yes, it can be frustrating to see piles and chaos that our disorganized partners can leave in their wake. Uh, but if you continue to point these things out, especially if you use a nagging voice, it is not going to help bring order to the home. Again, yeah. raising my hand here. <laughs> yeah. So, and when, you know, if you say things like, why can't you put those chips back where they belong? Why do you always leave your clothes on the floor? I mean, just just that the the uh, the tone in that is just makes brings on instant defensiveness. There's a lot of scriptures that talk about not being a quarrelsome partner. Um, one of my favorites it says uh, Proverbs nineteen thirteen that says a quarrelsome wife is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. So <laughs> we do not want to be a like a constant dripping. Yeah, right. So so, you can know. you can bring up those same concerns, but in a way that is not um, nagging. So let's so say the chips, the chips in the basket say, oh, I just want to make sure you knew there's a basket in the pantry for chips. Just just in case you forgot or, you know, it bothers me when you leave your clothes on the floor. Would you mind putting them in the hamper more often? Can we put it in a place that is quicker for you to get to? I mean, there's so many better ways to do that. Yes, you need to verbalize your feelings, but don't nag. You know, yeah, our words have the power of life and death. A gentle answer can turn away wrath. So how we speak and what we speak is really important. Yeah. And I think it's so important because the, the, the more reactive negative, it, you know, of nagging usually starts with why aren't you? Mm -hmm. Why don't you, right? Yes. But if we want to be more affirming and more positive, uh, positive with our words, then yes. we're starting those sentences with an I, and we're taking some of that defensive, that helps reduce that defensive defensiveness when we say, yes. hey, I saw that you didn't put the chips back. Did you know there was a basket? You know, and just trying to start with I statements instead of you statements can really make a difference. Yeah. And they can, like you said, lead to they have the power of life and death but they can lead to order yes they, um, do. they can yeah and and like i said i know firsthand about nagging i've i probably if you saw my picture in the dictionary my it would be next to the word nagging <laughs> um and, but i won't go into any details because i still want my listeners and you angie to like us after this episode <laughs> but i am sure that my husband would not be shy about the fact that my nagging has not been helpful mm. uh, and if you'll stay tuned to the end of the show, we'll be sharing a little bit about more how you can hear from our husbands on this very topic. So keep listening. Yes. Um, but let's get back to the final letter in our love acronym, E, which stands for exemplify. Since it's unlikely that your nagging or anger will be what brings your spouse to the light of organized living. Um, I've learned from personal experience that setting the example um, has more influence and impact Ooh. than words or fights could ever have. Yep. Uh, truly, as it says in 1 Peter 3, 1, 
that actions speak louder than words. And if you aren't familiar with that passage in First Peter 3, I highly recommend that you go back and read it um, because it's just so powerful. But after reading that, you know, and trying to live that life of, of example, um, over time, my habits, my organizing habits and ways kind of begin to rub off on Clint. I mean, mm. you know, honestly, I, you, you know, you, it took a long time. I'm not going to say it happened overnight. So don't anybody think we have this, you know, 30 day guarantee. Um, but in the past few years, I have seen, and this is the truth, he has become more orderly in that he makes to-do lists before nice. he goes to the store, which is like really impressive. He purges his clothes before we go shopping. Ooh. You know, like, oh my Good. God. And you're not going to believe this, Angie. I, I, I had to take a picture because I, <laughs> I needed to commemorate the moment. But the man used my label maker. Oh, Love it. Love it. I call mine, I call mine my precious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's because you're, you're yeah. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I saw him and I'm like, Oh, I think I love you more than ever. <laughs> but you know, he's not as organized with everything. Right. And definitely probably not as organized. As I would like him to be, but I didn't marry him for his organizing skills. Mm -hmm. But he's definitely not the same man I married all those years ago. And I think that's because I, I learned how to love him despite that and, you know, and because of who he is. Um, and so I think that sometimes the best thing a partner can do is just be an example for their loved mm -hmm. one, even, even in the little things. Yep. That is, that is definitely true. Yeah. Uh, Eric has, he really, I really, uh, was uh, very fortunate that he's always been fairly organized. I think he's definitely gotten more organized. Uh, my example on um, having uh, regular systems for things, like I have a, uh, a system for papers. I go through things once a week, and um, he's gotten a lot better about that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, and the reverse is true, too. He has habits that he's much better at than I am, and I've learned from him. So that exemplify goes a long way. Yes, it really does. It really does. All right. Well, we covered a lot of ground today. So here's a quick recap of what we talked about um, so that you can live with and love on your not-so-organized spouse, partner, roommate, coworker, et cetera, et cetera. And it all can be summed up in one word, love. So the L stands for learn your sparse spouse's partner's organizing style. We each have one and understanding each other's style can make it easier to get your spaces organized and keep them that way. Mm -hmm. O is offer to compromise. Like our Bible verse for this episode reminds us, love isn't self-seeking. And we have to find ways to balance uh, the organizing differences in the relationship. And that's best done through compromise. V stands for verbalize your feelings, but don't nag. No one, and I mean no one, me included, likes to be nagged. So mm -hmm. don't. Um, however, don't be afraid to verbalize how you're feeling so that open and honest communication can easily flow. And then finally, there's exemplify. That is win over your spouse or partner or roommate with your behavior rather than your words alone. Mm -hmm. If you do, you'll be surprised at how much impact it can really have. 
Yes. And so before we la- wrap up this lovely, full of love, Valentine's Day episode, we want to tell you about a special episode coming in a couple of weeks. Leanna hinted at it earlier, and we are so excited. Oh, we're so excited. It's going to be so good. So mark your calendars because you won't want to miss this episode Angie is referring to. Yes. In two weeks on February 28th, Leanna and I will be joined by our husbands, Clint and Eric. And during that episode, we're going to go all in on what it's like to live with someone who is an organizing opposite. And we're going to give you real life examples of how we've managed to make it work in our relationship. So there will be no holding back. It will be complete honesty, uh, keeping it real, talking about the highs and the lows. So we can't wait to talk with them on this episode. And uh, you'll We know you're going to get a lot out of it, too. Our husbands are fantastic, and uh, we can't wait for you to learn from them. Yeah. And if you don't want to mark your calendars, that's okay. Maybe you're driving right now, and you think you're going to remember, and you don't. You know, that's okay. No worries. All you need to do is make sure you don't miss what's going to be, I I really think it's going to be one of our best episodes. Yes. um, Is to subscribe to our newsletter on our website. Because we send out an email each time a new episode releases mm-hmm. um, the day of. And so make sure you've signed up on our website, uncluttered.faith. Um, not only will you be able to get information about when a new episode drops, but you'll get a little gift from us too. Um, or you can just check out our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. And because we're, we're going to be giving sneak peeks into that episode in the days leading up to it. Yeah. Or tell a friend because, you know, the more the merrier. And you can tell a lot of people by leaving a rating or review wherever you listen to our podcast. So thanks for joining us today. And remember, until next time, an uncluttered life is an abundant life. 